Hi, my name's Jason. I'm the senior pastor at Chilton Church. We hope all our messages will help you connect more fully with God's love, grow as his follower, and share his hope with those around you. Thanks so much for joining us. much to the team. Actually, I wanted to do this. Could, could everyone who is here who serves on the worship team in any way, that's upstairs, sound desk, or, or PA, or singing, or instrument, could you just stand, and could we give them a hand, and just say thank you to them for all that they do. They do so much, and they are such a blessing to us. Bless you. Bless you for the way you lead us, and, and serve us. It is, such a, it is such a joy. We are so blessed as a church with the worship teams and musicians and, and helpers we have in this area. Um, it's wonderful. Okay, well, well, good morning again to everyone who's perhaps slipped in after the notices uh, and for everyone that's listening online for the beginning of the year. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm the pastor here. Um, and what I like to do at the end of every year is to take time to seek God about the year that is ahead and to be listening to what he wants to alert us to together as a community as we move forward into the new year. And so I like at the beginning of the year to then take a moment to be able to share with you what I believe God has said what I believe I have heard from God so that we can take the opportunities that God wants us to take um, as we move into the year. And, and I thought just by way of reminder to share with you biblically why I believe it's so important to do this, to be listening for the dynamic word of God, both for me and for us as a leadership team, but also for you in your lives. As you kind of hit Monday and the beginning of the week that's ahead or, or uh, sort of the new season or whether it's a day or you're going into a meeting and you're not sure how it's going to go uh, or you go, you're starting a new term at school and, you know, what is that going to be like to, to take time to listen for the dynamic word of God so that he can lead you as you go forward. And so I want to share with you why I believe it's so important to do that. Um, and then I'll share what I believe God has said for us um, in this season. So the first thing to say for all of us, as God's children, we can hear God's voice as he speaks to us. And, and that voice is heard in different ways. It's not always an audible voice. But we are able, as Christian people, as the children of God, to be aware of what God is communicating to us. I'm not going to read through all of the scriptures here, but, but they're going to be, I'd love to encourage you to, to maybe jot some of these scriptures down that we're going to look at through the course of the morning and perhaps meditate on them in the course of the week, but maybe we can make the PowerPoint available as well. But, but John chapter 10, his sheep, that's all of us, follow him because they know his voice. Because they know his voice. It is normal Christianity to hear God so that we can follow him. God wants to speak to us and lead us in all manner of ways so that we can follow him. And, and it's actually a sign that something has, has disconnected, has gone awry in some way, if we are struggling to do that. 
And, and I find that there are times when I struggle to sense and hear God's voice. And for me, I use that as a flag. Okay, Jason, this is a time to seek God afresh, to be afresh a, a with God in prayer and in the word, to make sure that I am hearing God. Acts chapter 2, the spirit has been poured out on all people that we might be able to prophesy, hear what God is saying and say what God is saying so that we can walk in obedience to him. So that's the first thing. Second thing is that God has chosen to tell us his plans before he acts. Isn't that wonderful? We don't just find out retrospectively what God was doing. You know, I think so often we, we operate like this. Like, oh, okay, well, that must have been what God was planning because that's what happened. As opposed to, I'm anticipating what God is doing because God has shown me and I now live by faith according to the promise of what he said. So Amos chapter 3, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. And who can prophesy now? Acts chapter 2, all of us, we all get included in God as he reveals his plans and his purposes so that we can partner with him. John chapter 15, Jesus says, a servant doesn't know his master's business, but I have called you friends. For everything I've learned from my father, I make known to you. God is a God who discloses what he is doing so that we can know how to engage with him. And the things that God does shouldn't always be a surprise to us. They actually should be things that we are looking for and longing for and anticipating. That's why learning to listen to God is the most fundamental and important lesson that we can learn as Christian people. And then lastly, um, uh, just by way of introduction to this, the Christian life is a battle. But we know how to fight the battle by listening to his voice. And the things that God has said to us. So I, I really have found this, this scripture so profound. Jot it down. Meditate on it. What does this mean for you? 1 Timothy 1.8. Paul writes to Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. So that by recalling them, the prophecies made about you, you may fight the battle well. And so the Christian life is described as a battle, and often that is experienced through wrestles of faith, difficulties in our life situations, hardships and trials. And it's as we recall the things that God has said to us that we're able to fight the battle, the Christian battle, well. Okay, so that's all to say that, that as I was listening for the Lord, God, what are you saying to us as a church, so that we can be alert and aware. On the 16th of December, at just after four o'clock in the morning, I know that because I jotted it down in my, my uh, note-taking Evernote app on my phone, which is a great thing to do, by the way. Make sure you have a way to record the things that God says to you so that you can go back to them and there's that same sharpness about them. Because, you know, I was concerned at four o'clock in the morning, it might all disappear into a blur by the time I woke up the next day. But, but God woke me up. And this is what I sensed him say to us for the season that's ahead. I want to share it with you, share what I think it means for us, 
and they send some, then share some biblical guidelines on how we need to walk into it. And, and interesting, this is the first time this has happened. I felt God say something for the men in the church and something for the women in the church. Uh, and, and obviously the scriptures apply to all of us, but, but I felt that God was impressing in this season, something on the men and something on the women. And so I, I just want to make you aware of that. Listen to everything, but take particular note, I think, of the things that are for the men and the things that are for the women. So here's what I sense the Lord say about the men, for the men. That lots of the men will become pregnant with revelation this year, at which point I'm thinking, Lord, how am I going to share this on Sunday? Uh, lots of the men will become pregnant with revelation this year. And here's what I think this means. When God speaks to us, it's like receiving a seed. In, in fact, often in the New Testament, Jesus refers to the word of God, the instruction of God, being like a seed that lands in soil. And that our heart is like the soil the seed lands in. And as the seed lands in the soil, it germinates and it begins to grow, hopefully unto a harvest. And I believe that God is going to be speaking specifically, significantly, not only, but significantly to the men in the church, giving you vision and instruction and calling for things in the church, in the kingdom, in the workplace, in your family. And this revelation that God is going to be planting into your hearts, that it's, it, it's going to be things that you couldn't dig out on your own. That's what revelation is. It's shown to you. It's disclosed to you. It's given to you. You might have seen it there your whole life. You've read this passage of scripture your whole life, but now you read it in this season and suddenly God impacts you with it. It's like it begins to germinate in your heart. And as you've received it, it begins to grow. And it grows into you and in you until it has to grow out of you. And you know, when you become pregnant, not that I've ever been pregnant, but I've witnessed at, at close quarters what it's, what it's like to be pregnant. At, when you become pregnant, there are things that you stop doing because you are now, you are now pregnant. You are now, there is a life growing within you. And you do things differently because of that. Or, or you begin to do things because there is a life that is growing in you. You protect it because what is happening in you is precious and valuable. And men, I believe that God is going to put things in your hearts in this season that are precious and valuable. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, that God is going to speak to you. And I want to encourage you to treasure in your heart what God is saying. I also sense that the, the Lord says the enemy is going to try to cause the men to miscarry the revelation through spiritual attacks of insignificance and hopelessness. And so men, I want to encourage you, guard your hearts against feelings of insignificance. You are a child of God and a co-heir with Christ and you are valuable to him and you are affirmed by God in your calling. If God has spoken to you, 
then you are allowed to carry that revelation. Don't succumb to the attack of insignificance or hopelessness. Okay. Then for the women, this is what I sensed God say for the women. That God calls the woman in the church to rise up to do battle in the spirit. And, and as I heard God say that, it was like I saw more than heard the women of the church preparing for and going out to war. I believe that the Lord is calling the women of the church, not only the women, but significantly the women of the church to spiritual warfare in prayer and intercession this year. That God is going to call out of you real courage and boldness and faith and trust in the promises of God as you pray and intercede for the people in the church, for your families, for the people that you love for this nation. And I sense the Lord say that the enemy is going to try to stop you through either a spirit of pride or, again, a spirit of insignificance. A pride that might lead you to have a desire to bring change through control and manipulation and pressure. And a spirit of insignificance that might lead you to passivity and to disconnect from the purposes of God for your life. And God is saying, don't fall off on either of those sides. You are significant. And the transformation comes as you trust in Him and not in yourself. And so I have been so encouraged as God has spoken this, I believe, to us as a church. And as I've been meditating and and praying, the first thing I want to say of what this means for us is, is if we are faithful to the Lord, In this time, if we are faithful to God, we are going to see the things that God desires for us come to pass. Because the seeds that he plants will be able to grow and mature and and be harvested. We will see the fruit. And the things the enemy desires to do among us will not take place. Because we will be alert So often it says in the New Testament, be alert, be aware, there is an enemy, there is a battle, be watchful. And I believe as we rise up in watchfulness and we walk forward in faithfulness, we're going to see what God desires, not what the enemy does. And so I want to share just a few brief things. And again, we'll make the PowerPoint available, but but jot down the scriptures. I'm not going to read through them all for the sake of, of time. But for the men, these are things I want to encourage you with as we go forward into this year. And the first is this, be diligent to listen. And I think men, we can sometimes struggle with this, (laughs) okay? Not to, to do generalizations, I'll get in trouble if I do that, all right? But be diligent to listen to the Lord so he can put his word in us and in our hearts. That means we need to be intentional to take time to hear him, to be reading. If you're not reading the Bible right now, I want to encourage you to start. It doesn't have to be chapters, but something. Be reading the scriptures and then be listening. What is the Lord saying to you? What is he putting in your heart? And don't be afraid of what he is putting in your heart. Luke 8, I want to encourage you men, meditate on this passage of Scripture. By persevering, you will produce a crop. 
And, and I think the things that God says to us, they're going to be challenged. They're going to be a challenge to us, and they're going to be challenged. But we need to persevere so that we see the crop come to harvest. Secondly, be active in faith while waiting for the promise. I know we've been talking about Hebrews chapter 11 at the moment and the sort of second half of the year. Men, I want to encourage you, go away and read through the whole of chapter 11 and chapter 12. I think there are significant things in there for you. Be active in faith. When God spoke to people, it's not that you just receive it and then you stick it away and eventually it comes to fruit. No, there is an active waiting that needs to happen as we are trusting dynamically in the process for that growth. And as we do verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, guys, I want to encourage you, meditate on that. What it is to, to, to bring your attention and consider him, Jesus, consider Jesus in this time. Think about him, think about his sacrifice, think about his words, think about his nature, think about his character, think about his vision, think about his, his purpose for us. Consider Jesus as you wait for the fulfillment of what God has said to you. And what God says to us over this time, I believe, is of deep significance. For the church, for your families, for the places where you work, God's going to give you seeds of revelation, of wisdom and insight of how to engage. And again, it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. God is going to be speaking to us. Okay. For the ladies who respond to this call to battle. And I want to encourage you to respond. For the ladies who do respond, these are some things I want to encourage you to remember. Remember, your primary battle is a spiritual battle. In the intensity and pace of life, where you are juggling perhaps so many balls, it is easy to forget where the primary battle is. The biggest dangers to your family, to your church, to your community, to you, they are not your finances or politics or school placements if you have children. They're not conflicts of work if you are working. They're not sleepless nights as difficult as those can be. Your primary challenge is against a spiritual world that seeks your destruction and the destruction of the people that you love. That would want you to become so busy with the wrong things that you forget to focus on God and lose sight of God's word to you. To have us prioritize the things God does not want us to prioritize in this season. Until, and this is the enemy's desire, until we become ineffective in the kingdom and disconnected from the experience of God's love. And maybe there's some of you that are feeling like that today already because the enemy has already had his way. You know, often we think, what does it look like for the enemy to be at work in our lives? And we, you know, we've seen horror films perhaps in your past or you have a look and you imagine all these terrible things. Actually, what the enemy desires is for you to be ineffective in the kingdom and disconnected from the love of God. And whatever he can do to get that to happen, that's what he will do in your life. And I believe God is calling you to fight in prayer. 
women to fight in prayer. Fight for your hearts. Fight for your husbands and children if you have them. For your grandchildren if you have them. For your family, for your friends, for your church, for this nation. God is calling you to fight. And if you're going to fight, you're going to need to know your authority in Christ. Luke chapter 10, 19. Jot it down, ladies. Go and meditate. Look at how Jesus delegates authority to his disciples and his followers. God has authorized you to be a force for the kingdom of God that the enemy cannot stop. Do you know that, ladies? Do you know how powerful you are in prayer? Do you know how significant it is when you go before your father and no one else is around and you lock your room and you're on your knees and you're praying and you're asking God to work? How authoritative you are in the spiritual realm. To use the right weapons of prayer and spiritual declaration, not control. You know, we have been schooled in natural thinking our whole lives. How to get things done. And many of us know how to get things done in this world. And how to put pressure on people to make sure they get the things done that you want them to get done. Things in the spiritual realm operate on a different currency. Humility outweighs self-reliance. Trust outweighs forcefulness. Truth outweighs manipulation. I'm not saying that ladies here, you're doing that. But I want to call you to be guarded as you begin to pray. To move towards humility and trust and truth And reliance on God, not on yourself. That is where your power and authority lies. And then uh, fourthly, and this is important for everyone, but I'm mentioning it for the ladies because of this, this sense of them being called into the spiritual battle. But it is vital for all of us to walk in submission so that you can move in kingdom authority. This is so important. You cannot move... In kingdom authority, if you are not walking in kingdom submission. And and that is something you see right throughout the Bible. God is a God of authority. And he leads and rules. And as we walk in submission to him and the authority that he has structured around us, we are then able to walk out the authority that he delegates to us. Think of the centurion. Do you remember the story of the centurion who comes and says, I know what it is to be under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And that one, come, and he comes. And why? Because he was under Caesar. And if the person doesn't listen to him, what does he appeal to? Not himself, but to his badge and to who he represents. And because he's under the authority of the rulers of that time. And he says, I see in you, Jesus, the authority of the king of the kingdom. And because you walk in submission to him, you can walk in authority. And so it's so important if we want to engage in kingdom ministry, a ministry of power and authority, we have to learn to walk in submission. And remember, biblical submission is always a free gift. I can make no one submit. I can't make anyone submit. We can't do that. We can invite people to put their trust in God, and by trusting God, walk in submission. And when we submit to people, it is first 
a declaration of trust in God, not an affirmation necessarily of the person we're submitting to. That is really important to recognize. So otherwise, it's control and dominance. And we want nothing to do with that. Submission is when I say, I trust God, and so I submit to those he calls me to submit to. And we all have people that God calls us to submit to. To God first, to human authority around us, political, workplace, the laws of the land, provided they're not against what God declares. Then we have to be willing to take a hit, okay? Um, To our church leaders, and for those of you who are married to your husbands. These are important authority structures that God has ordained. And if we want to walk in kingdom authority, we need to make sure we're walking in kingdom submission. And then lastly for the ladies, know your value and strength and position in Christ. When you are praying, I, I, I'd love to encourage, I was thinking about this. If, if I could ask you to do something, it would be to jot down these scriptures and, and put them on cards in your Bibles. Or put them up in your room where you pray. So that whenever you pray or learn them, off by, learn these scriptures, off, that you would know who you are when you step into that place of prayer. That you would know how valuable you are. That if an attack of the spiritual realm comes against you to say, who are you to pray this prayer? Who are you to, to declare this into the spiritual realm? That you could reply, I am a child of God. I am beloved of my Father. I have been seated with Him in heavenly places. I am an heir with Christ Himself. And this is who is now praying these prayers. And know your value, and know your worth, and know your identity. That there is no demonic power on the earth with greater authority than you. When you come before your Father, to pray and bring your requests before him. And so I, <laughs> I am praying. We, we, I, last year I shared, I'm not sure how, if you can remember, that the imagery of the boat that was stuck on the shore with the cords that were holding it back and we were trusting to break free and to kind of come out into a new season. And I have seen that in so many of you. I've seen it in the church. And we were praying earlier, and it was like I had this picture of, of saying, okay, Lord, well, let's raise the sails this year. Let's raise the sails this year and trust that the presence of God comes and the Spirit of God comes and begins to fill the sails that growth and transformation and change and the ministry of the kingdom would come with greater speed in us and through us than it ever has. As we sail with him. Does that, does that I, I hope this grabs you um, like it's grabbed me. And I want, I want to encourage you. I, I haven't unpacked all the scriptures. But go, allow this. If you don't have a reading plan for the first couple of the weeks of the year. Maybe let this be a reading plan for you. To read through some of the scriptures that have been up. And just allow the Lord to speak to you. That you would hear it. That, that you wouldn't walk into the year with Jason's revelation. Because I don't want you to walk with Jason's revelation. I want you to walk with the revelation of your father who speaks to you because you are a child of God and you can hear. And I hope what I say opens a door for you 
that you can walk into and know I get to sit on my dad's lap. And I get to sit with Christ in heavenly places and have him speak to me that I can walk with the promise of God for me as we go into this time. This isn't about me putting my vision on you. This is hopefully me saying, arise my people and hear what I the Lord, not me, but I the Lord would have for you as we journey into this time ahead. And let him fill your sails with his word and his power and his spirit. And and it was like I saw the women in the church drawing their swords. And it gave me uh, like shivers to see it. To, To see the women of the church just drawing out their swords ready for battle. And you know what your sword is. Okay? Before anyone's listening online and takes me the wrong way, I'm not calling anyone to physical violence, okay? but to battle in the spirit with the word of the Lord, that you would walk with his promises and know his voice and hear what he's saying and declare what he's saying and trust what he's saying and not let what the enemy is saying land in your hearts, in your families and in this church. And that the men, we would begin to just see a harvest growing, a harvest growing, that God would give you vision, that you would be excited by the Lord in this season to trust him. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the church and how to connect with us in person or online, wherever you are, please visit our website at www.chiltonchurch.org.uk.